0: This is Hearts of Oak podcast. Free speech, religious disagreement, children's rights, and open and free discussion on any topic are bedrock to a democratic free society. And we seek to promote and champion these basic rights. Join us. Let's keep the conversation going.
1: It is wonderful to have Dr. Tess Laurie back with us again. Tess, thank you so much for your time today.
0: Thank you, Peter. Thanks for inviting me again.
1: Always good to have you on, and we've had you on a number of times. We're going to talk about something a little bit different today. But first of all, for all those watching stateside uh, with the Warren Posse uh, who maybe haven't come across Tess because she is over in the UK. That is her handle at Laurie underscore DR. That is for those listening at L-A-W-R-I-E underscore D R. And she's a doctor, researcher, health advocate, and co-founder of World Council for Health. That is World Council for dot org. And betterwayconference.org convener and all those links are in the description and of course i would recommend you uh, for those of you use substack uh, to sign up to her substack .substack drteslaurie.substack.com make sure and use that now tess we've had john before talking about the the great work that you have done, um, especially with World Council for Health, and I personally benefited from looking at your website, all the information. And This is something slightly different. Let me bring up the website, uh, and people know what they can find when they go on the website, worldcouncilforhealth.org. And we're going to look up in the resources section, and Donna, the policy brief, and Actually, you need to jump past because you've been doing so much work. You need to go past three of them onto human trafficking, a call for action, ending modern day slavery. And I have read it when it first came out and I've read it again for this interview. And it is a shocking, harrowing, in-depth, thought-provoking brief. But maybe I can ask you, Tess, first, um, uh, we watch the work that you do on highlighting the, the COVID tyranny side and the attack on our medical freedoms. Um, this is something quite different. Tell us kind of how that fits into the ethos of what you're doing.
0: Yeah, thanks, Peter. Well, you know, what's become clear over the COVID crisis, and certainly in the beginning we were focused on COVID, covid um was, you know, was the, the health crisis that was affecting everybody. Uh, we now see that it was a man-made health crisis. And in actual fact, the interventions that were rolled out by our, our authorities were extremely um, uh, uh, dangerous, in fact, particularly with regard to the COVID injections. Um, however, it's become clear, especially with this concentration of power in the World Health Organization, that uh, our sovereignty, that sovereignty is absolutely key to the health issue, to us being healthy. So our position is, uh, is health sovereignty. This is what we are for. We are for health sovereignty. If you compare to uh, uh, the existing authorities, the legacy authorities, their position has become what they call health security uh, it seems more of a disease uh, system. I would call it disease security or vaccine security, but it's certainly not a health system. Uh, and so, um, so we are for health sovereignty. And as soon as one looks at sovereignty, um, one realizes that um, that uh, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a huge issue. Now, I just want to lay out our vision um, for health and a healthy world because we, our slogan is there's a better way. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of resistance, you'll see, um, you know, with the anger and whatnot about what's going on. But we really are in a, in a we really believe that the way out of this tyranny is through uh, creation and the creation of a better world. And we, absolutely believe this is possible. And and our vision for this better world is a healthy, free, and sovereign world where everyone has what we need to generate, sustain, and protect our own health and that of our loved ones, our communities, and our environments. It's such a simple ask. (laughs) Um, But, but, you know, when one one looks at... uh, at the sovereignty side of things um the elephant in the room is the fact that we have human trafficking as the most uh or well, the, the 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 most or second most profitable criminal industry but it's growing faster than the drug trade so um so so we are we are while we're promoting health sovereignty and we're saying sovereignty the definition of sovereignty or the, the definition that we use, and well, how I understand it perfectly, perfectly is to personally is to is that we act on our conscience. We know right from wrong. We govern ourselves, so we are our own territory, and no one can come and do anything to me because this is my territory, um, and, um, and 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 uh, we make our own decisions. We are self determining. Now that's not what we've seen in the last three years, certainly, and and before. And we are moving into a system where the concentration of power uh, is such that um, that our our human rights and our sovereignty is actually being um, derogated. It's being violated. It has been violated. There have been many violations in, in the last three years. So we need to all relearn about. Uh, what sovereignty means, and many people think sovereignty is is something reserved for royalty or you know or a king, for example, but abs- absolutely not. we all um, should be sovereign. Uh, and in, in fact, I think it's one of those words that's been hidden from us. So if if you struggle with the word sovereignty, and some people certainly struggle to spell it, like me, you can you can use self determination. Think of self determination and self governance. And the, the idea of self governance frightens many people because it means taking responsibility for your actions and your your and and your your behavior and your thoughts, you know, and, and everything and your health. So um, it may not be something that. Uh, is a desirable thing for many. But in looking at sovereignty under the lens and freedom, which is the, which freedom is a, is a fundamental human right, freedom to speak, to travel, um, to, um, to, to choose, uh, and bodily autonomy and so on. um, And, you know, these um, fundamental um, things are absolutely um, uh, intangible to, to many, many people. And, in particular, then one has to look at slavery and human trafficking. How can we live in a world now where slavery is is um, is ubiquitous? And and um, and you know, I was just uh, reflecting on the fact that slavery was officially abolished in 1833 uh, in the UK at least. So how can it be that there is still slavery? occurring and not only uh, slavery for you know for the purposes of labor, but ex- child sexual exploitation. So um, I, I think I probably need to refer to the document for figures, but it's something like a, a quarter of those um, something 6.3 million from 2019 figures per day are in a situation of slavery for slavery either uh, uh, for employment not uh, employment, I forced uh, labor or organ trafficking or for sexual exploitation. And a quarter of these are children. And and about two-thirds of those are children under the age of eight. So, you know, it, it's, um, it's, when you look at the figures, it's absolutely shocking. And it's something that's so difficult for people to engage with. and and And, and who can blame them? Because we so like to feel safe. And we like to believe in democracy, and we like to believe in the goodness of people, and and so it's very difficult to look at this very um, painful subject because what it says about us as society and as human beings is is uh, is hard for us to face.
1: Oh, completely. And uh, when I think as when you're involved in the media space or a campaign or a policymaker, you come across a lot of issues. Um, And this issue, I think specifically, especially on the sexual side, especially when you involve the issue of children, is extremely harrowing. Um, And I'm very grateful because it's a short document. It's, it's what, 20 pages, 18 pages, reference to the back. Um, And if I could just pull out just a few parts of it, uh, because I went through it with a pen and highlighted some of the issues to bring. And I would encourage, I I think many of our viewers and listeners are people that want truth, that want to see, as you point out, a better world, a better life, something different. And they don't necessarily agree with the narrative they're given. And I think in that context, this is an important document to read, uh, but it is also a difficult, but unless we address these difficult issues, we won't come out the other side and, and find solutions. But simply on just page one, uh, Tess, it talks about, according to the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, human trafficking is the fastest-growing criminal industry in the world, with an estimated annual revenue of $150 billion. It's become the second-largest criminal enterprise in the world after drug trafficking and may soon surpass the latter. There is a, a financial side to this, and I guess that is why you have the success. You've got the demand but it is about generating finance, generating money. It's about a business. And that's why it's so successful. And that's why there is difficulty, I guess, on stopping it because there are vested interests in this.
0: Well, slavery has always been a profitable enterprise. <laughs> you know, it's it, it's extraordinary really that this can be going on under our noses and that, and yet we still don't talk about it. And um, you know there there are um, classic situations like wars when uh, you know that facilitate this the trade in, in human beings. So um, you know and there, there are wars going on at the moment. You know so these things these these uh, this, these absolute horrors are what what facilitate um, the, the the trade in human beings and and uh, you know and vulnerable people and vulnerable families. Um, are also at risk but there is a there is also a sense that um you know this is something that happens in uh in um, you know the 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 less developed countries and you know uh, and and so the western countries or western people often um you know uh feel that it's not i think I, the, the sense is that it, they feel it's not their responsibility well you know the wake-up call really is that it's the market forces in the Western world that are driving human trafficking and it is um, it is uh, North America and Europe that are the biggest markets for uh, for a child sexual exploitation and pornography so we are um, absolutely central to this the, to this abhorrent um uh, industry, mm-hmm. if you can call it that, this criminal industry. And, uh, and it's very easy for us to, um, for individuals to say, oh, well, this is such a big thing. And if I look at this pornographic image of a child, it doesn't hurt anybody because the image is already there. Uh, I'm just looking at it or whatever. I don't know how people justify, uh, looking at these sorts of things. Um, but pornography is highly addictive. Um, and uh, and so if you're if you're looking at adult images today, you could be looking at child images tomorrow. Uh, you know it's it's absolutely proven to be addictive, and uh, and very destructive on the on the um, sense of moral um, fibre on on uh, your on your sense of of sovereignty, which is acting on your conscience, um, doing no harm. And uh, and uh, and on family and um, family life and and um, and personal sense of of um, of integrity. So you know it, it has it has far reaching consequences. Accessing that kind of material um, and um, and and beyond that sustains and feeds this absolute. Um, beast of uh, of uh, of uh, immoral uh, uh degenerate unkind uh harmful um, deadly in actual fact um, industry
1: no completely and you talked about a couple of things talk about that figure uh you in the report it says two-thirds of the estimated 150 billion global revenue of human trafficking comes from sexual exploitation. And then again, you touch on the figures that uh, nearly 50 million human beings, uh, which is one in every 150 people in the world in modern day slavery on any given day. And then over 12 million of those are children, um, which is a third. Uh, This is, it's not just the revenue side, but it's the scale of the side. When you're in the UK. And you Think 50 million. That's two thirds the size of the UK. Um, there are many individuals, and then you begin to think of actually this affects individuals. It's not just finance or a mass of people, but actually there are 50 million personal individuals involved that have their own life story that have their own circumstances their situations and they have been caught up into this industry and i think that really hit me the the 50 million of which 12 million being children
0: and some as small as this you know the, yeah. this is it's really um you know i i urge your your viewers to go to one of uh, if you if you go to my Substack. there's an interview that i had i had with max lowen who's a survivor of of uh, human trafficking child sexual exploitation and uh, ritual satanic abuse uh and she um you know she was uh, trafficked from a, from the from a baby um by an uncle and i think you know the the one of the things that really stands out is that she was not from a poor family in, uh, you know, some uh, far off place. She grew. She was from Italy, from a, a diplomatic family and uh, uh, very well off. and And she was trafficked at the highest levels. So this is something that's it's perpetrated by by individuals at the at the highest levels, and they use their positions of power to um, to uh, engage and and probably um, to to um, to you know maintain uh, you know a sense whatever their status is with uh, and uh, and I I would expect probably there's blackmail and bribery and all, all that sort of stuff uh, that's that that is part and parcel of this very um, uh, uh, broken system that we that we live in and that we're actually seeing crumble down so so you know I think there is a there is an um, there is an upside to this, and which is why we at Royal Council of Health really encourage people to engage with this issue, because um, you know this is—it's it, this is uh, it, pedophilia is at at the you know it runs through our society. It's it's um, it's family men, it's neighbors, it's it's in in Parliament, it's in uh, you know in in uh, uh, business, academia, and so on. And, uh, and by shining our light on this, this is how we stop it. Um, we shine a light on it. And obviously, you know, if there are individuals, if, if there are people listening who, who do look at images from time to time while they're waiting in a car or waiting for something or whatever they're doing when they're alone, um, please know that that what you are doing is harmful and please stop it. And this is how by, by taking um, responsibility and control individually, and shining the light on these things that are too um, that have been too difficult for us, uh, now is the time really for us to to shine a light on it to to help those victims. Uh, you know what what you will hear from from Max Lowen is that you know children are literally kept in cages, people are kept in cages, uh, and there is a there is a psychopathy, anti human. Um, uh, uh, Mentality, and I think what's very difficult for for you know for people who 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 believe in in humanity and and loving communities, and that it's especially difficult for them to to look at and imagine that there could be people who don't like human beings. I uh, see them just as animals, or see them as something that's just a, a product that can be bought and sold. Um, but make no mistake, people are being bought and sold uh, uh, despite slavery being abolished. Um, and, and if I could just say that, and, and there's no reason to be surprised that there are rules and regulations that are being flouted, um, like the abolition of slavery, because we also have very firm conventions on human rights, um, which have been violated uh, for us all during covid Um You know, human rights have been violated left, right, and centre with regard to masking, lockdowns, and so on. So we are living in a system where um, the man-made rules and regulations, as flawed as they, uh, you know, as 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 flawed or as as competent as they may have once been, uh, they they don't work anymore. Because if you have sufficient money or incentive or your or you're sufficiently degenerate, you don't uh, ab- abide by these international treaties. The Nuremberg Con- uh, uh, Code is another one, you know, which was done, you know, because of all the all the um, human rights violations of of uh, the Second World War, and that was also just totally ignored. So we really need to face facts, uh, and the big picture is we are living in a house. It is absolutely decayed from the inside out. So it's like, um, I don't know if you know, like the borer beetle. The, the the I think it's called the death watch beetle. You know, it eats the timber uh, from the inside out, and you don't realize your house is falling down until it's, you know, fallen down. Well, our house is falling down. It's been totally infiltrated by these uh, corrupt parties over a very long time. The whole thing's coming down. We're going to really need to, we need to really clean it up well, shine a light on everything, get rid of all the muck, and build very strong, sound foundations based on um, health, freedom, and sovereignty for all, especially uh, and including the uh, the these very poor uh, children and and others who are in in cages right now.
1: Yeah, completely. And you mentioned uh, satanic ritual abuse will not touch, and that's probably the, one of the darkest subjects I've ever come across in my life. Sitting in meetings with survivors on that—that's a—and I know you touch on the side of of blood being used and organs being used and satanic rituals, and and that is part of this. Can, can, can I just bring up the? This is what people get on your Substack, um, Doctor. Tesla, that's d-r-t-e-s-s-l-a-w-r-i-e.substack.com for those listening uh do go along and make use of that um one of the i want to go on to the the um other parts of trafficking i think the forced labor and servitude but one of the lines in the report was well drugs are bought and sold once adults and children can be treated multiple times a day and that, that really struck me. You have a product like a drug that's consumed and then is finished. But the whole industry of um, the child sexual industry, the adult sexual industry, is something that's perpetuated many times. And it's so, what you said is so true. That's why it becomes so profitable.
0: Yes, I, I absolutely agree, uh, Peter. I must just say I cannot take credit for this wonderful document. It's a very thorough, comprehensive document. It is put together by our team of experts and political scientists and so on. So, uh, so I just wanted to make sure that you're aware that uh, there is a team behind this, and I and I and I'm very grateful and thankful to them for putting together such a robust document.
1: Oh, and I've. Um enjoyed watching different videos that you put out. And uh, I recognize there is a, a great team behind you, Tess, and hugely appreciative of all the work they do behind the scenes on all the research, which I know is immense from looking at uh, some of the topics. Um, but the, the other side is the uh, forced labor and servitude. In, in the document you talked about, um, nearly seventy million, or actually, no, so over twenty million people caught in modern-day slavery or trafficked for forced labor and servitude. You talk about them toiling in mines and factories and homes, construction sites, um, and. Often that can be happening close by us. It's not just in foreign countries. You're talking about Qatar uh, being an example of that, but it can also be happening next to us. And that is another part of this hidden abuse. I think that many people are unaware of.
0: Yes, and also the the products because everybody goes out and buys the latest. Um Electric vehicle or uh, or or mobile phone um, because it's supposedly better at X or better at Y or better for the environment even which is such a big con um, because a lot of the materials for those those um, those vehicles for example are actually being mined by slaves uh, at uh, you know in in uh, in uh, Africa so um, so it's people really uh, need to. Uh, have a look, really examine very carefully and research before they purchase things, and and uh, that is another way. Just making sure that you don't fall for the propaganda that encourages you for, for, for an environmental reason to go and do something. Remember, we are in a we're living in a corrupted information ecosystem. So what you see on the TV, what you read in the newspapers or uh, well, certainly the, the corporate media, uh, is not true. <laughs> it needs to be, it, it's not balanced anyway. It's not balanced. It's there because you are a consumer, uh, we are consumers, and they're wanting to sell us something, be it an idea, uh, 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 an item, or so on. So, um, so we really need to, to recognize that the information ecosystem, like everything else, the health system, <laughs> the judiciary, has been corrupted. And, uh, and we need to, to do our own research, take back responsibility and control of our decisions and make sure that we are um, doing things that that will lead to health, freedom and sovereignty and better uh, uh, for, for ourselves and our, our families and our communities and our environment. Because if we don't, um, then we, we're leaving our future in the hands of the supranational uh, entities and a handful of billionaires who see us as um, as data to be bought and sold uh, and hacked and so on.
1: Oh, completely, and and I think some of the areas you touch on are closer to home and our responsibility, and uh, but some of them are far away. But I think with an interconnected world that. We are all responsible uh for how we respond and how we highlight injustices, even if they're not necessarily in our back gardening. Uh you you talk one of the subsets in it is organ and blood harvesting. You have a whole um side section on India's blood farmers, um, and about how blood and organs are taken and passed on and sold. Um, talk about the BBC. Highlighting this, many journalists highlighting this. Um, I think the the whole uh, was the Falun Gong. Uh, you see them out often demonstrating. I, well, I remember when I first came across this and thought these are just crazy people. I'm sure that stuff doesn't happen. And then you begin to delve into it and you realize. This is the reality of many individuals and in parts of the world. The following obviously is in China. You've highlighted India, but there are many parts of the world that this happens, and I think is the norm. Um, and it is up to each of us to highlight that and speak up.
0: Yes, uh, you know, as I say, it really is. Um, it's hard to believe, and most people struggle to believe, but it's very easy to. To find out the truth, one just needs to you know what one finds is as soon as you step away from that position of disbelief, yeah. um, everything becomes clearer. It, one needs to give um, to give new ideas a chance to breathe, and then and then one is able to discern the truth. You know, uh, I think one's intuition uh, can can be heard um you know so it's it's a question as i say of just allowing yourself to listen to the arguments to 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 hear what what people have to say before dismissing it and um and then uh, and then you're able to make up uh, make up your mind in an informed choice
1: um and in all these things it's it's not victimless that you talk about organized crime um being dominating 75% of the field of human trafficking uh, across the board. You talk about um, the whole issue of child sexual abuse material. US, the United States is the number one, with Europe being the number two. uh, therefore, it is our responsibility, and I think often these topics are difficult to have conversations with, but others with our friends and colleagues we uh, we traditionally want an easy life, we just want to get through, and this doesn't come up at the dinner table over a drink with friends, but I think it is important for us who are aware this is a problem to highlight, mm-hmm. especially if it's happening where we live.
0: Yes, but I think what people don't realize um with this push towards the sexualization of children in schools. That uh, that this is going to make children more vulnerable to sex exploitation. So I'm not sure if you if you're aware of the material coming out of the Rutgers Foundation and uh, and uh, the WHO's collaborating center on uh, on sexual uh, guidance, um, uh, sex education. But uh, but there is a drive to to uh, educate children about. Six uh, from a very early age, and there is an article about this on my Substack as well, um, and I, and it has some useful links in there. If you would like to access the WHO document on this, um, they talk about educating children on masturbation from the age of three and four, and that sort of thing, and um, and there's also. Um, uh, there's also some videos from the Rutgers Foundation where you see a psychologist actually speaking. I think it's a psychologist. I don't know if it's a teacher. Anyway, there's somebody positioned, uh, an adult, speaking to a little boy and a little girl about um, about uh, sex and touching themselves and that sort of thing and what feels good. And it's highly inappropriate. Yeah. Um, but you know, if parents don't wake up to realize that there is this agenda to sexualize their children in schools, where you know, children spend a lot of hours in schools, where parents uh, are not um, are not privy to see what they are learning. Um, you know, these sorts of things will make children vulnerable to um, to sexual exploitation. You know, if children if 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 children are, are um, used to having discussions with adults about sex um, from a, from a very early age. And who are not their parents? Um, you know, th- this lends itself to uh, to um, to exploitation later on. By uh, often it is, uh, you know, an uncle or a neighbor or, or a teacher or something like that. So we really do not uh, want to have um, to allow the sex education, uh, the sex miseducation in schools, and uh, we need there is there is ample reason for everyone to engage in this. Uh, if you don't see um, the, the, if you don't think you can help that poor child in a, in a cage, in a tunnel, um, you know, do bring it home and think about what um, the sex education, miseducation at school, uh, what the impact might be on, on your children and perhaps that will help you to take action and put things in context because it is by each and every one of us Turning a blind eye and thinking, well, this doesn't affect me. I'm not going to engage with that. This is what leads to. This is this is actually what has led us to all be complicit, and what is basically the downfall of humanity. What we're seeing is the end of a civilization. This very materialistic, uh, uh, individual-centered kind of. Uh, uh, uh uh behaviors um this, this sort of sense that we're all in isolation and what we do doesn't affect anybody else so we just do what's best for us and very money orientated we're seeing the end of that uh, it cannot it's unsustainable it cannot it can no longer exist and uh and we are having to to uh, really clean up the mess now and build uh, uh, uh and create um what will Um, be a healthy um, free uh, world for people going forward
1: Mm. and and i think from a male perspective i think men have been sold a lie that this is harmless this is victimless and uh, one of the parts of your uh, briefing you say in germany uh, law enforcement experts, of the, uh, they say of the country is 250,000. That's a quarter of a million to 400,000 prostitutes. 60% are trapped in a form of trafficking. What is called prostitution in Germany is in large parts a field of organized crime. And that's part of it. Then you look at all the hosting of sexual images in Europe. With a, You talk about the Netherlands being one of the largest hosting. Um, and I think people need to Uh, not only take responsibility people need to accept that this is not victimless that those women who find themselves in that situation are not empowered and living the dream of their existence they are trapped in a crime syndicate and they're not able to escape and woe be to anyone who participates in that holding women within that
0: Thank you for pointing that out Peter you know so many times in my life I've met men who've said oh well there's an assumption that uh, a, a prostitute makes good money or or enjoys it or you know uh, and and um, so you know there is there, there are even sort of certain groups that that you know certain in certain cultures you know you take your 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 um, the, the groom off to a prostitute before they get married I mean whatever next you know um there's 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 um there's a, a degeneracy that that, has, that um that that has found its way into um into our lives and we we need to get rid of it nobody um benefits from prostitution. Uh, uh, certainly, nobody who's uh, who's in the position of uh, of being uh, a sex slave for anybody, and um, we are as human beings, we are creative, and um, and we thrive when we are free to do what we like. And I don't think there's any child in the world at the age of four or five saying, "I want to be a prostitute when I grow up."
1: One hundred percent. Can I just finish off with what you want to get out of this? You finish off with a call for targeted action, and you touch on three areas. You touch on public awareness, legislation, law enforcement, and other, actually, survivors and culture. And there are 23 points in that. And obviously, you begin with the, the initial point of a public document which is public awareness by going into the others um i mean talk to us about that putting this together is not about uh, simply about information going out it's certainly not about entertainment it is about actually doing something so tell us you've done many policy documents on different areas um, something like this. What is the goal and the reason behind it, and what you want to be the um, the kind of follow-on events as people dissect this?
0: Mm. Well, we want help for the victims, uh, so that they can r- be restored to you know the creative human beings that uh, we all should be. Uh, but we need to stop this and. We need to trust that we can stop it, and it's been some time since I think we we put this document out a couple of months ago, and it was at the time when there was the sound of freedom film and uh, so the film generated some interest and and that sort of died down and now and now it's um you know it's sort of as if it's in the past and the the issue doesn't exist anymore and so I think what we really need to do is is we need to to identify individuals who are involved in this industry. And we need to bring them to book and we need to expose them. Because, you know, in the past there have been individuals, I'm thinking Jimmy Savile, who have been uh, among others, you know, who've been actually in high profile and absolutely protected really by, um, uh, in, in, uh, in their crimes. And there are many others like this, and so um, we need to actually, as a as a society, we need to work together to identify these individuals, and and um, and and bring them to book and hold them accountable for their crimes and stop what they are doing. Yeah, yeah. And I feel if there's, you know, I feel if we are able to do that, um, we we will we will prevent others from. Participating too, so uh, you know, and we certainly need, and so that is something we can do on that level. And on the other level is we, we want people to to really stop and examine their own behaviors, protect their own children, and uh, and um, and stop uh, uh, using pornography.
1: Yeah. No. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred um, percent. i uh, Huge appreciation, appreciation to you for putting this together with your team. It's a fantastic document, and it's wonderful to see an organization kind of looking at other areas that aren't necessarily or haven't been central to their initial purpose and realizing there are other issues they need to address. So thank you for bringing your expertise and researchers onto this subject because I think it is absolutely essential.
0: Thanks very much, Peter. Well, you may be aware that our counter to the great reset is the great free set. And we certainly can't go about setting ourselves free and ignoring all those that are really held in captivity. So I do want to just raise awareness of the great free set. The great reset would have us all enslaved. The great free set is about all of us um, rediscovering our, our dignity and uh, and extracting ourselves from this uh, very exploitative system uh, where we're all on a treadmill, we all work far too many hours, um, we have little family time, we spend no time in nature. So it's about really bringing bringing ourselves back to our essence uh, of who we are as human beings, remembering who we are, remembering our power, our courage, and our strength, and the way we all work together, and uh, and so um, the Great Free Set is something I urge everybody to um, to uh, to look up the and uh, not only look up but actually subscribe to, so that we can support each other in um, in in cleaning up our society and taking back our power.
1: And let me just finish off by saying those in the UK, they, uh, you've had uh, many great events down there in Bath on the Better Way Conference. Uh, you had Dr. Peter McCulloch speaking at, at one of your events. Of course, those abroad can, can tune in and watch, but maybe finish off just by reminding people of that work you do. And certainly those in the UK can physically go and be part of some of those great events.
0: Yes, we have a lot of in-person events. I mean, just last week I spoke in, uh, in Wales, in uh, in Totnes and in um, in Kirstoke. Um We have uh, we're planning on uh, on doing a series of tours up north uh, come January, and uh, and we're also doing a lot of outreach internationally um with uh, with uh, other road trips obviously my colleagues on canada and south africa and asia and they're doing we have a great conference um coming up the uh, 10th 11th i think it's the 9th 10th 11th or 10th 11th, 12th in asia it's an online conference it's free and it's about um uh, uh uh traditional natural um healing alternatives and so i do encourage people especially if you're in the west to attend that conference because uh, it's quite mind-boggling and eye-opening to see all of these um, safe natural remedies that actually have been uh, withheld from us and we we don't get to get to know about them but they've been around for thousands of years, hundreds and thousands of years. So, uh, uh, so that's a great conference and um, the Better Way Conference uh, is still accessible and still very very. Um, relevant though the one from 2022 it's a solutions focused conference it was seven seven questions we looked at how do we reclaim science how do we um, address environmental issues uh, how do we sort out what's happening in the media restore media credibility the credibility of the judiciary and so on so it's really a fascinating uh, conference and the way that the conferences are designed um, is that they are panelled? So we we have uh, short presentations with a number of experts, and then they all get together and have a kind of q and A Q&A thing. And it's really nice and interactive, as I say, solutions focused. So I do um, I do hope that that um, that people will look at that. It's betterwayconference.org. You can watch 2022 for free. I think there's a small charge for the 2023 one. Um, but also, you, you gave me an opportunity to say that um, out of that conference in 2022 came the Better Way Charter, which is seven principles about how we all get along together, in uh, you know, to create a better way and a better world. And which is why you know, when which is why the document on human trafficking is so is so uh, key as well, um, because it's about uh, the seven principles are we act in honor and do no harm. We are free beings with free will. Um, Obviously, you know, there are many who aren't free. So we are talking about the world that we want. Um, uh, We are part of nature and we need nature to be healthy as well as us. We are spiritual and we thrive when our lives have meaning and purpose. Um, we, we thrive together. We value different perspectives. We actually need to have conversations like these, these difficult ones, uh, and hear from other people uh, so that we can develop our, our knowledge and wisdom. We don't have to all agree. And lastly, um, we, we use technology with discernment. So those are the seven principles of the better way. And uh, and underpinning all of this is that we do not tolerate the violation of an inalienable rights and freedoms hence why we really need to address the human trafficking issue.
1: Uh, complete, And all those links are in the description for those watching on video or on any of the podcasting platforms. Uh, Dr. Tesla, I always love having you on. Thank you so much for coming and sharing uh, the work you're doing in this document. So thank you.
0: Thank you very much, Peter. If you like what we do, sign up to our mailing list. Donate, share and subscribe to our many platforms at heartsofvoek.org.